If you want to learn how to tap into your intuition to become the leader that you always wanted to be, then this episode is for you. Today I talk with Judy Glover, she's an intuitive leadership coach, and she talked about how to step into your full self and take ownership of yourself and your personality, the things that you're good at, to become intuitive, mindful, and the leader that you always wanted to be. She also talked about the importance of mindfulness and spirituality and how to really become your full self, build your personal brand, and she gave practical tips on rituals to become emotionally, socially, spiritually, mentally, and physically in tune with yourself. She gave so many practical tips. So if you enjoy what we talk about, leave down in the comments, what are the things that really stood out for you? Put a timestamp on and share with us what you learned from our conversation so that we can keep creating content that is relevant to you. And if you want to learn more about personal branding, how to create a personal brand that is true to who you are, then check out our Start the Right Brand guide or book a coaching call with me. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to the Shared Diversity Podcast. My name is Sina Port, brand communicator, content artist and author. And each week I introduce you to an amazing person story or message to help you empower yourself in your career and life. On here you can find exclusive interviews with successful businesswomen where we discuss topics around business, branding and womanhood. And if you'd like to see the video version of this or any other episodes, go and subscribe to us on YouTube. Also follow us on Instagram, Twitter and LinkedIn on Shared Diversity and myself at Port, so you can join giveaways and learn more about building a personal brand and career. Hi, Judy. Thank you so much for coming on the call again. Hi, Sina. Thank you for having me. This is such an honor. Uh, I'm so happy that we met. Actually, also, we met uh, each other in an online webinar, an online event uh, two weeks ago from CodePub, where um, it was uh, talk about, um, you know, the the skills and the tools that you can learn during the lockdown, especially for women in tech. And it was really interesting. And you will actually tell me about what you were actually talking about. Yeah. So we, um, I was presenting about your personal brand mm -hmm. and thinking about that because when, you know, in this era of change and uncertainty, you know, the one thing that we can control is our brand. And it's so important, women in business, men in business, you know, whoever you are, you have to be conscious and intentional because every day, believe it or not, is like a job interview because yes. people are remembering your behaviors. So what I, you know, some of the key messages that I was talking about was like, number one, you have to know, like, what are the three things that you deliver that you want to be known for and then be conscious to develop them. And then the second thing that I was really talking about was encouraging everybody to get a board of directors. And what I, I meant by that, was, <laughs> what I meant by that, and sometimes it's like your secret board of directors, like people don't need to know that they're on your board of directors, but it's important for you to have those people who have the skills that maybe you need to learn mm -hmm. because you know, they're either your role models, they're your mentors, whatever, and they could potentially become your advocates. And, you know, so I, I gave an example, you know, in terms of like finance, like finance is an area where I love to, you know, lean on people that I know are, are excellent in that area. Because, you know, I don't necessarily always have the best, you know, connections in that area. So I, I rely on other people. 
So that's important. And then I think the other part of having that board of directors is knowing that there's a difference between like mentors and advocates, because the way you get known in the world these days is by word of mouth. You know, yes, LinkedIn, we love LinkedIn. Um, but it's also having those people that are in the room that are making the decisions about who's going to get the next great opportunity. So it's like those board of directors can potentially be developed into your advocates, those people that will go to bat for you that know that you want to grow. Um, so yeah, yeah, that was a really exciting, that yeah. was a really it was amazing. You know that what I love about you is in the first minute you're on this podcast, you already like give out so much value. You just had like people, anyone who's listening, you just sit down and take notes, you know, make a screenshot of anything that you see and you, you hear interesting when you're like on the run or something, just make a screenshot um, and come back to it because there's so much value in it. Okay, first of all, I would like you to introduce yourself to our listeners because could you introduce yourself in 30 seconds? Oh, sure. Um, I am an expert in intuitive leadership and an executive coach, as well as a leadership trainer. And I have been doing this for over 15 years. Actually, it'll be 16 years in July. So, um, so yeah, and I help people really tap into their leadership from the inside out. Um, because that's really what intuitive leadership is. It's not about doing leadership because people that do leadership, I generally hear them say that they have like that imposter syndrome, you know, that they don't feel like they really own it. But being able to be an intuitive leader, you're tapping into trusting yourself, being able to have the clarity to really focus, to own your leadership, own the amazing skills that you have, as well as be resilient. Because as we know, you know, the leader, the road to success is never a, a straight line. It's like, it goes like this. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's important to be resilient. And then E is, is elevation, right? So I actually have my, my formula, which is the core four, right? C-O-R-E is the core four. And I just went through it, clarity, ownership, resilience, and being able to elevate your game because we want to integrate all the things that we've learned in order to up-level our game constantly. So it's integrate, transcend, you know, really elevate what we're doing because, you know, we all want to get better. We all want to succeed. And progress is the number one thing that makes us happy. That's what makes us get out of bed in the morning is knowing that we're going to make some kind of progress. That's very true. Okay, so before we go into the core four, I want to um, take a, a little bit of step back and think about, you know, what was actually your personal journey of getting into leadership and, you know, what came before the 15 years of, you know, yeah. Yeah, right. So before the 15 years, there were 17 years in the pharmaceutical industry and I was in communications as well as public relations in the pharmaceutical industry and what I found was, you know, I was, oh, I was such a people pleaser. I was always trying to do leadership. Like, oh, I wanted to do what I was supposed to do and get it right and be perfect. So there was, there was a tendency for me to burn out. Um, and then I realized that, you know, that's, that's how I got to the core four is that I realized that there were things internally, like the leadership needed to come from the inside out. I needed to feel like I was a leader on the inside, have the confidence, have the clarity, just be able to come from that strong inner core. 
Um, so yeah, so that kind of started my journey. And I also realized after being in that pressure cooker of, you know, being in the corporate fast paced life that I can actually add more value by helping people up level their game to become, you know, the best leaders that they can be. Um, and I just really had a love of supporting and helping people. Like I just, I'm just like a natural cheerleader. <laughs> like I just love. And you can feel it. You can feel I, it when you speak. <laughs> and it's like, I can't, it's, it's so funny because I watch other people on podcasts and they're like so calm. And I'm like, I just can't do that. Like I'm just naturally like excited and enthusiastic about this because it's, you know, it's what I breathe. It's what I live. I walk my talk. And, um, But you have to be to be successful, right? Like there's a lot of times where we try to be professional or what is seen as, you know, a woman that is in a certain position, but then we lose actually what makes us us and what makes us strong because our personality is the thing that we, that's the only thing that people cannot um, copy. And that you, you can't compete on your own personality. And that that is actually our inner superpower would you were already also talking about, right? The inner superpower is just being yourself because that's the only thing that um, takes you out of the crowd. Right. And, and being authentic. I mean, I was being so inauthentic because I was trying to be, you know, somebody that I wasn't that, you know, I had panic attacks. There were times I would wake up at three o'clock in the morning and I would just be like, you know, like freaking out. And I remember one example where my boss was actually in Madrid. So she was like, you know, like, I don't know, six or seven hours before me. And it was three o'clock in the morning and I'm like counting the hours and I'm like, is she up yet? Because I was like, so I was freaking out about something I thought I had made a mistake about. And I was like, you know, it's like, oh my God, it's three o'clock in the morning. I'm calling, I'm calling her on her cell phone in Madrid. And, and it turns out it was Sunday. It was, <laughs> it was, <laughs> There was, a, there was an announcement that was supposed to go out on on um, on Monday, and it was Sunday morning instead of Monday morning. And I was just like, she's like, Judy, it's Sunday. I'm like, oh, my God. So it was like, that was like one of my aha moments, like one of my aha moments. Like people have their stories about, oh, I had this turning point. I <laughs> several turning points <laughs> can we talk so about that because oh people God, always God. make that so dramatic like there was this one moment i just yeah, knew i had to be there time. and i'm like damn i had like 10 <laughs> yeah, yeah. warning signs of like hello 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 you know and every time you learn a little bit more you learn and that's what i mean by integrating right because sometimes we have to integrate all the lessons that we have um, so yeah, I'm glad that, um, have you had that experience too? Does that yeah. sound familiar? Yeah, it does sound familiar. But for me, it was also several moments and it was also like that one moment didn't make me realize that I had to change. It just made me realize that I wasn't comfortable in the situation that I was. And then the Ooh. next moment made me realize that, okay, I think I got to change something. And then the next moment made me realize what I had to change. So <clears throat> Different exactly. people are, yeah, there's not this one size fits all journey to realizing what you're really, uh, what you really should be doing. But how did you actually, okay, how do you define intuition? Because a lot of times, like you say, you know, we don't find ourselves being our full selves and we cannot tap into that intuition. So what is intuition and how can we tap into it? Okay, great. So I just want to back up one second because, uh, and then I'll make that point. So 
I do believe that when we evolve, it's a spiral. So we're constantly going up this round staircase. So that's how we evolve. That's how we elevate within our lives. So sometimes we have to learn a lesson and then we come back around and we learn it again. But every time we're getting higher and higher. So when it comes to our intuitive knowing, right? So there's two voices in our heads. <laughs> One is the critical voice. If, it, if the voice is telling you good, bad, um, right, wrong, you know, that kind of talk, anything that judges you, good, bad, right, wrong, that voice is always your ego. Always. Always, always, always. And if it's telling you, you know, fear, 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 like everything is, a, is fear, um, not that you should ignore fear thoughts, but you need to just pay attention and look at them, not avoid them. So that's, that's, the, that's the one voice in your head. Your intuition is a very, very still, quiet voice. So you actually have to build your inner strength in order to hear it. So a lot of people, you know, whether or not you like to meditate or some people find running as their meditation. Some people find, you know, being on an elliptical machine, like whatever it is that gets you in that zone where your mind empties out and you're able to get calm and present because intuition only comes in when you're in the present moment, not when you're in the past and, you know, saying, oh, this is, why did I do that? Oh, that was stupid. And it's not in the future thinking about what could be, or, you know, you're not being anxious about what's going to happen. Intuition only happens in the moment when you are present. It only happens now. So that's what's important to be able to discern between those two voices. The one that's chattering away, either in past, you know, past or um, future, good, bad, right, wrong, always the ego. Intuition is a very quiet voice. So we have to be still and quiet. That's so interesting because I actually talked to a friend of mine about that ego side and um, in our Islamic knowledge what the ego is called the nafs so it's like the self you know the ego that always like comes from the um, from up here you know dragging you down making you understand you know you should compare yourself you know you should other people shouldn't have this this thing if you can have it your past comparison is too yes yes yes, yes. keep going yes. yeah yeah and um the beautiful thing while while we're doing ramadan right now is also to and that it, it was just so interesting so you have that ego side like you say and then you say the intuitive side is very side like very quiet right and you need to be still and quiet to hear that voice and for us in ramadan that's our possibility and opportunity to like get that quiet state because you mm -hmm. you take out the noise of you know food and water and like drinking and all the other things and you focus on the things that um, have to do with your self-development you finding your inner voice you understanding the connection that is higher than your ego. So this is really very interesting, especially now that we are in Ramadan, that understanding that that intuition is actually what we will find when we get into that still state. Oh, absolutely. And I know, I, I remember you were telling me about Ramadan. And the thing is too, um, you know, when we pray, when we meditate, 
the reason why we do it is to get that mind more still, but it's like that daily practice is so important. Like I have a daily practice. It's, it is a meditation. Um, and the thing is, is that meditation is all about emptying out the garbage from our unconscious mind. It's the mind chatter. It's the, 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 the you know, that that's constantly telling us what to do. And, and it's like, when we do that, that's when we can get still. So like you said, eliminating all those other distractions, you're, you can really purify and cleanse yourself to get to that still point of like, mm, you know, like. I can really get still and in my center, in my higher self, connect to God, you know, Allah, whatever, you know, however that comes in for you. Um, yeah, it's so super, super important for sure. So when do you know that you find found that intuition? Like you say, okay, it's it's being in the now, but how do you know that you're in the now? Mini break, please don't forget to subscribe. Hit the subscribe button to get the newest and freshest content. How do you know that you're in the now? Because I know that, I had that <laughs> when I started meditating, all I could think about was not thinking that I should think that, that I'm thinking right now. And it was not helpful. Like it just, it went into a spiral around my head. Like you shouldn't be thinking about this, but you're still thinking about this. Okay. So, <laughs> so intuition comes from your awareness, your conscious awareness. So, um, The easiest way that I can also point you, there, there's no words to describe like conscious awareness, but the closest thing that I can do is, you know, if you close your eyes, right, and you actually imagine a rose, right? Most people can imagine a rose, right? So are you the rose or are you that which is aware of the rose? It's in front of me. So I think I am aware of it. Right. So in your mind's eye, you know, that mind's eye kind of thing, like there's, there's something that's looking at that rose, right? Okay. So that is the seat of your conscious awareness. So same thing where, you know, we were looking at that rose, we can also look at our thoughts and our feelings. Ah. See, that <laughs> so, makes sense. <laughs> See, but the thing is, is that the words don't matter. And the thing is, is I don't want anybody to believe me. I want the, I want you to try that experiment and see for yourself that, you know, you're not the rose. You're the, the one observing the rose. And that is your conscious awareness. And that's where your intuition comes in through. But most of the time, we're so busy looking at the rose for the rose, where's the rose, <laughs> that we're not in present moment. We're not in that conscious. We're not in the now. Okay. So you, when you observe mm -hmm. what you're thinking, then you are in the now because you're not, you're not what you're thinking, but you observe the act of it. Right, right, right. So I'll give you another example and I actually have a visual. <laughs> so this, this ball, right? If you think about this ball as all your thoughts and emotions, right? So it's like fear, worry, uh, stress, uh, frustration, you know, all these, uh, you know, overwhelm. These are all the feelings that we feel on a regular basis. And the, the number one strategy that most of us use is that we try to suppress them and pretend that they don't exist. And it's like, la, 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 you know, but it takes a lot of effort to really suppress a lot of our thoughts and our emotions. And I don't know about you, but when you try to push something down or push it away, what happens eventually? 
It's going to blow up in your face. Right. It totally <laughs> comes back and it blows up in your face. Yeah. So what's really important is how do we, we, and naturally as children, we learn how to let go of emotions. You know, one minute we'd be like really angry at, at our friend because they took our lollipop. And then the next minute they give us another lollipop and we're happy. It's like, oh, you know, it's like so easy to go from one emotion to another. But over time, as, as humans, we, you know, as, as human beings, you know, our parents or caretakers or whatever, will program us to hold on to our feelings. And then we don't even realize we're doing it anymore. So it's really important to be able to let go of the, those emotions. And, you know, there's really helpful ways in order to let those go and get into the present moment and tap into your intuitive knowing. Wow. There's already so much value in this. <laughs> I love it's it. So cool. It's so yeah. it's so it's truly, you know, what I'm passionate about. Yeah. And it makes sense. It makes a lot of sense because a lot of times, you know, you look at meditation and practice and you don't find a person you can really relate to and this really, you know, it's practical. It makes sense to me. Okay, so let's go into intuitive leadership. What does it mean and how can you practice it? So That um, intuitive leadership is all about, as I said before, it's like leadership from the inside out. So how you practice it is based on the core four. These, and these core four um, uh, elements are really the essential of what I found time and time again over the last 15 years of working with executives. These four things just kept on coming up. So the number one thing is clarity, right? How clear and how centered and how focused are you Can you anticipate, you know, the road ahead? And in this VUCA world, right? We're, we're in this VUCA world. VUCA means volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. So we're in a VUCA world right now. And how can we get into that place of trusting ourselves? Because again, the, one of the key themes that I find so much with my clients is that they feel like this imposter syndrome. Like any minute, somebody's going to realize that they really don't know everything. <laughs> and it's like, how can you just trust your inner knowing and your experience in order to be you know, solid? So it's having that inner alignment. That's number one. Number two is ownership. How do you own your superpowers, right? We all have superpowers where, you know, people are constantly telling us, oh my God, you're so great at that. You're so wonderful at that. So, you know, for example, one thing that I, you know, I am really good at is asking people really good questions when I'm coaching them or training them. However, if I overuse that superpower, it becomes my kryptonite, right? As, as a woman in business, and this is true for men too, but more so for women, If you ask too many questions during a meeting, a woman will be seen as less credible. Or if a woman asks permission, like, can we talk about this really? Like, you know, if, if there's one thing that anybody takes, you know, takes away from this, this uh, conversation that we're having, do not ask permission to talk, to speak, to give an idea. You know, obviously you want to be cordial and aware of cultural norms in your organization and in your, and in your country. But, you know, you really want to stand in your power. You want to own it. You want to have clear boundaries. You don't want to be that yes person that's like, oh, yes, I'll do this. Oh, yes, I'll do that. You know, you really want to have boundaries. So that's the O in ownership. It's like, how do you own your power? And then again, the resilience is all about You know, in that VUCA world, in the fact that we're constantly going up and down, how do you keep that strong center? 
And resilience is not about, you know, letting your battery run down every day and then getting sleep and a whole lot of coffee. <laughs> it's actually, how do you have a daily practice to be able to build your inner reserves? So, you know, obviously, you know, having a prayer practice, I do meditation, I do yoga, I run every day. Like some of those are my daily practices that work for me because if I fill up my cup first, I can serve others better. So that's the R, that's resilience. And then E is elevate. How can we take all the things that we learn, right? In that spiral, in that journey of going up, how can we take all those lessons, integrate them to be able to transcend and elevate our game? So that we are not only achieving on the goal line, so we're getting more money, we're getting a bigger house, you know, whatever it is those material things are, but we're also growing on the soul line. How are we learning to love ourselves, trust ourselves, you know, really be our own best advocate? Um, so yeah, so the core four is really the foundation of intuitive leadership because they all help you get to that place of strong inner strength to be able to tap into your inner knowing. And can you explain a little bit what routines, you talked a little bit about resilience and what routines you have for that. What like practical routines do you have for each of these uh, four steps? Right, so, um, so in terms of resilience, there's five factors. There's mental, there's physical, there's social, there's spiritual, and there's, which one did I forget? Mental, physical, spiritual social, emotional. <laughs> so those are the five. So if you, start, you know, if you start with your emotional health, that could actually be prayer, right? If it's, or no, so your spiritual health could probably be your prayer. Your emotional health can be like, you know, do you have a trust, you know, do you have a trusted friend that you're able to vent with? Or, you know, some people, I'll give them a, a daily practice <clears throat> of martial arts. Because sometimes you can really get out of a lot, a lot of emotional tension by doing martial arts, like hitting something or punching something. I don't know. But that's, that's one thing you can do. Your mental can be flooding your mind with positive information. Like, do you listen to books on tape that are giving you positive messages? You know, those kind of things. Podcasts like this, right? So this is like an example of what you can do in terms of your mental. Like, how can you flood your consciousness with amazing, great content. Um, and then physical is obviously anything physical. It can be yoga, it can be running, you know, whatever. Um, and then which one am I missing? I think I did all social. Oh, social. So again, hello, with our social distancing right now, being able to connect with people who matter, right? Really being able to have that connection with your community, you know, whether it's a professional community or, you know, a, you know, some kind of a hobby community that you have. Um, I know there are people that loves to love to do crafts and they're still doing crafts together <laughs> online um, just to be in that same social setting. So it's like, they'll have wine and art, you know, it's like they'll be painting and drinking their wine and, you know, it's part of their community. Um, but it's, it's, how can you, embrace and have those people, those close personal relationships, those people who really know that, you know, you value them and that they value you, that there's reciprocity. Yeah. yeah. And painting could also be an emotional practice or like writing a journal or any yeah. kind of things that make you emotionally attached to, to, to some action. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. So, um, I want to get into your 
your own journey of getting into coaching and getting into starting your personal brand. So how did you first start realizing that your personal brand matters and how did you then build it? So what are like your top five or um, X steps to building your personal brand? So as I mentioned before, it's like one the first step is like figuring out what are the three things that you want to be known for. Yeah. The second thing is doing them regularly. <laughs> and what, what are the things? Is it only professional or is it also like your passions or anything that is not connected to like your your uh, professional well, career? Generally, I talk about, you know, what it is you're doing with your professional career. Like that's the context in which I talk about personal brand. Um But I do think that, you know what, even in life, you need to walk your talk. And in some ways, if you are being an authentic, you know, intuitive leader, you're being who you are at work as well as who you are at home. So sometimes I, mean, I actually think it's easier to be um, yourself and be authentic if you're that same person at home as you are at work. That's, that's my thing. Um, but those two steps, and then like I said, getting your board of directors, um, and then I think, you know, some other things that you can do to build your brand. Um, I highly recommend LinkedIn, highly recommend it. Um, because, you know, being able to connect with people on LinkedIn is amazing. And it also shows that you are interested and committed to your personal development and, and your, um, your connections because connections are currency and they're in the sense of new opportunities, of making more money, you know, getting a better job, <clears throat> meeting the best clients, you know, whatever it is. So yeah, I meet some of my best clients on LinkedIn. <clears throat> And how do you practically meet, meet them? So we, for example, we met through this um, online mm -hmm. event. And actually LinkedIn got me in contact with a former classmate from high school who asked me to be part of the event. So I'm also highly recommending LinkedIn, especially also because it's a place where, um, first of all, you don't have all this drama that goes on on other social media channels where people look and follow you for your looks or, you know, slide right. in your DMs and like you don't have that drama on LinkedIn. And second, also LinkedIn is still, there's a lot of people on there, but it's not, content is not saturated yet. So there's a lot of con like, um hunger for content that you can put out and people can see it and then of course the connections so how do you practically um, get in contact with so i understand how to get in contact with like colleagues and potential um, collaborators but how do you get in contact to clients over linkedin especially oh here's the thing and actually i'm i'm going to um really support you and what you do because you know doing podcasts Being able to be seen and heard and connect with people and add value. Like today, I am all about just connecting with people and giving people something that they are, that they need. You know, like if I inspire one person, like that makes my day. And if I can give somebody, you know, leave even a little nugget of information that's going to make a difference for them, that's awesome. So, you know, I think that um, being able to, Uh, connect with people and add that, you know, value of what is your content? What's your superpower? How can you share that with people on LinkedIn and be able to connect with them? And also I'm what they call a lion, right? A LinkedIn open networker. So I actually link, I actually link in with people all over the place. And, and the reason why I got on that webinar with you, that's where you and I met is 
because um, I actually got a client because I had uh, a, a previous client write a recommendation for me. They knew each other and connected. And then she said, hey, I used to work with Judy. You should, you should look at her. And then she, she connected with me. So it's like, there's, there's a way of being able to be in that space of like, be your, be your best brand, like show up, be consistent, connect with others, add value, you know, share on podcasts, share your, you know, share your, your uh, superpowers. And, you know, people will be attracted to that, you know, connection is currency. And I just love, like I said before, I just, I'm a cheerleader at heart and I just love to see other people succeed. Like that's, Oh, there's nothing else better than that to like spread, spread what I know and be able to help other people. So, That's beautiful. so we actually talked about something that you can offer our listeners. Yes. You want to talk yes. about that? Yes. So part of um, resilience is being able to let go of, right. When we talked about how we suppress all of our emotions and thoughts and whatnot, right. There's a, there's a technique called the Sedona method and I do monthly support calls. They're totally free and you're going to surprise you're, we're going to post the, the link to be able to get to that support call. Um, and you can go to my website, judyglobal.com backslash Sedona method support calls to actually get that. And you can subscribe and it's free. It's the first Wednesday of every month. And it's a half an hour and I walk you through this beautiful guided meditation so that you can let go of what you're holding on to that doesn't serve you anymore. So that, you know, people that participate tell me that like, as soon as they're done, they're like, oh my gosh, I feel like so much more creative. I feel present. I feel like a million ideas came into my head. And it's like their intuition just automatically comes in because they clear out what, you know, they, they let go of all those things that they've been suppressing. So, yeah, so, so yeah, we will link the, uh, the the link in the description below so everyone can access it. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Okay, so one of the last questions I want to ask you is before you started your coaching journey and getting into intuitive leadership, what are the things you would have liked to know before you started that would have made your road easier or made you achieve what you achieved faster? I would say the number one thing is, you know what, don't be so hard on yourself. You know, it's like, don't let that inner, that good, bad, right, wrong, should, shouldn't, you know, criticizing and comparison voice, like find your way of being able to let that go, whether it's prayer, meditation, yoga, coming and joining me for the Sedona method support call. You know what I mean? It's like, learn the technique that works for you to, to quiet that inner critic voice that we all have, like 7 billion people on the planet have it. Um, so that's the one thing that I wish I would have, I, I wish I wasn't as hard on myself for so long. Would have saved a lot of nerves. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. for sure. Okay, and the last question is actually a question that you can ask the listeners. Anything that we talked about that they can leave in the comments below. Oh, yes. Well, actually, what I really want to know is what is the key takeaway that you received from this? We had we, we talked about so much. So, yeah, what's the number one key takeaway uh, from our call today? Amazing. So leave it down in the comments. And thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for speaking with me. That was amazing. Thanks.
As Thank always, you. Judy, I love your energy and your positivity and so much content and value out of it. Thank you. Thank you. Everybody have a great day. <laughs> Today, I want to highlight one of your beautiful reviews. Thank you so much for leaving all that love on our podcast. This one is from Nala and she writes, This podcast is so inspiring. You can see how honest and self-reflected she is. Has helped me to realize a lot about myself. Thank you so much for these beautiful words. And remember, if you want to be featured in our next episode, leave a review on iTunes. I'm so looking forward to your feedback. And share this podcast with your friends and family and tell them to leave a review too. I'm telling you, it helps so much with making our content better and helping us get up on the list for the algorithm. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget, if you'd like to build your own personal brand to get your career and business to the next level, visit me on sinaport.com, S-I-N-A-P-O-R-T, to get access to free resources and programs to build a brand that's true to who you are. And hey, if you're not ready yet and you don't know what you want, just book a free call with me. I'll get to know you and we'll figure it out together. Again, that's sinaport.com. And I'll see you next time, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum.